there. Welcome to Did I Talk Too Much, a Grit podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Wirtz. Hello, everyone. I'm joined today with a very special guest. Who who are you? I am Ellie. Ellie Johnston. This is Ellie. Yes. Um, Ellie, I'm actually not going to ask you to introduce yourself because I wrote an introduction <gasps> for you. So I'm Jenna. gonna I'm gonna have her live react to this. Stop. Ellie is a junior at Biola University. She is a PR major, right? Yes. Okay, I was like, that'd be so awkward if it was wrong. She's also a celebrity. (laughs) You will find her around campus making videos for Biola admissions, laughing with her friends at the fountain, or randomly on the internet, like her viral TikTok. (laughs) With, I forgot to ask you before we started recording. What, what, can you tell us about that TikTok? Um... I know, I know you have a few, Ellie, Um, (laughs) so just humble yourself. Uh, What's the one where you're yelling at the To All the Boys Love Before celebrity? Right, right, right. So I harassed Noah Centineo in public. And what'd you say to him? I said his famous quote, um, I quoted him and said, it matters not what you've done, but what you do with what you've done for others. Um, while I was in the car, and yeah. I yelled it at him so he could always remember. His totally. So you might have you might have seen that on your TikTok page like two that years ago. Me. That was her. That's me. Um, along with that. Um, oh wait, one second. <laughs> I'm like going off of that. Um, so you've seen her on you know your TikTok for you page. Suddenly you're on YouTube. Um, and you see a Jubilee <laughs> video. Six extroverts and one secret introvert. And Ellie is also there. Um, well, and she does it all while wearing her early 2000s clothing that is most likely pink, yes. playful hairstyles, uh, and she perfectly embodies the Lizzie McGuire aesthetic. Jenna, I'm going to cry. Right that, now she's wearing so happy. She's wearing a crew neck with a cat. An embroidered cat. An yes. embro- oh, so sorry. I couldn't see the texture from here. Hey, hey, um, hey. A little cat with a little thing of flowers and watermelon. And mm-hmm. she has her hair in bows. Yes. Her in braids with bows. With bows. Yeah, so she's just really cute little... Aww. Silly woman. Aww. I love that title. I'm going to put that on my resume. I'm going to put that on my LinkedIn. Yeah. Cute little silly woman. You should. Thank you, Jenna. Of course. <laughs> um, so I have Ellie here today because we're talking about our freshman year experience being online. So we are class of 2024? Yes. Correct. It's so easy because we had 2020, 2024. Like, it's very clean cut. So um, clean cut. But yeah, we're talking about that experience because it was weird. And a lot of our friends were able to go to school. But because of us being in L.A. County, Mm -hmm. um, our school was sadly not open our freshman year, which I don't think it should have been Mm because of COVID. Like, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, But definitely still sad. But we have different experiences, but we have a lot of overlap. Um, So we're just going to kind of hop right into it and give you guys a little rundown of our experience. So let's get started. Um, so my first question for you, how would you describe Biola's community and how it felt for you online? So mm-hmm. like Zoom classes, haunts me even thinking right. about that. So oh. trigger, I need a little trigger warning. No, literally. I had one yesterday and I was oh. like, oh. That's you bringing know. you back to a dark time. Really, it really was. Mm-hmm. Um, clubs, you know, FaceTime with friends, mm-hmm. meeting up with people. How did that all work for you? And then where do you live? Just to give yes. context, because a lot of people are... We're zooming from like different countries or mm-hmm. across America, different time zones. Yes. So I am from Southern California. So I live about an hour away from Biola, um, which was really helpful in terms of like wanting to meet up with people and um, like hang out with others who are from Southern California um, and or people like living, you know, near Biola. Um, I think, though, that 
yeah, and we'll get into this later, but it was, it's definitely strange feeling like, um, you know, like you're meeting up with people who you've only seen online, you know, totally on Instagram and kind of wondering how did they gauge like to invite me? Like just a very interesting concept. Um, and I think it's so great. I think, you know, you know, being online, it's like you can reach out to people through Instagram and um, that's how you're able to meet up with them. And it's a beautiful tool to meet new people. Um, but at the same time, it brings in kind of just strange feelings and interesting interactions, you know? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like going off of what you said about you're wondering, like, why was I invited to this? Like, it's mm-hmm. just weird. Like, you feel like you're on, like, perception control almost right. with yourself. Right. It's like, how was I hand selected based off of my online presence yeah which is like your online presence as like a senior in high school you're right. like okay it's not I'm, cute i'm like i'm 17 babe yeah no like i you simply were not a pr major yet you were not doing pr for yourself <laughs> i yet. hadn't you know become who i am now exactly <laughs> no it's so strange looking back and just mm-hmm. thinking about like like even well also i'm just gonna scratch, scratch mm-hmm. that it's weird looking back and also just, like, having Zoom classes with certain people. Like, right. there's some people... Do you have people that you had in a Zoom class and you remember them and you see them around campus? Oh, and you're like, I... There's this one guy that I always see and he has really curly hair. Uh-huh. And he was in my... He was in, like, one of my Bible classes freshman year. I always yes. see him and I'm like, I I remember having classes yeah. with you. Like, I, I like, know what your bedroom looks like. <laughs> Literally. I know your first and last name. And we sat together in a Zoom class and now... Yeah. We were in a breakout room together. Now nothing's worse. Contact with you. Breakout room. So scary. I was shaking in my room at home. Nothing made me more anxious. I as I was joining a Zoom call yesterday, like a class Zoom call because the rain. It was ASL. Okay. Got moved. Oh. We had our test online. Oh wait, I kind of love that. It was on Canvas. It was weird. Cozy. So I was joining my ASL Zoom. Not the voice crack, please. I was joining my ASL Zoom and the like physical reaction in my body as it was like launch call, like I felt in in my tummy. I was like, no, 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 this does not feel good. Even though like as I'm in the class, I was like, this is literally fine. Mm-hmm. But the beforehand. Having to click the join. Terrifying. Turning terrifying. on the video. Oh, and you never, you never look good ever. No. Nothing can ever prepare you for the turning on of the video on a Zoom call. No, literally. Especially, or even just talking on a Zoom call. No, yeah. Because you know your face is going to blow up on everyone's screen because you're speaking, and it's just horrendous. It's so bad. And it's really strange doing it in reverse. Like, now, look, like, when we hopped on our call, and then I just was seeing my classmates' bedrooms, I was like, this is so weird. Yeah. This is very, very personal. (laughs) But anyway, so... Moving on, so you were kind of alluding to the Instagram. Yes. Instagram experience. Can you tell me, like, can you remember, like, some of the f- your first memories or exposures to, like, Biola's weird Instagram thing? Yeah, let me I think would back. say. I mean, well, our class had the Biola 2024 account. Oh, my gosh. That, you know, everyone would send in some pictures. Please, and I should pull that up. We can look at it for research really fast. Oh Keep going. Goodness, yeah. I'll get it up. Um, and so that's where you would basically look through the people who were going to be in your class at Biola. And mm-hmm. you could find their Instagram. So there was this period where, you know, everyone was just gaining tons of followers because we're all, like, getting to know one another um and then you know the dms started and you um you know you you're it's not there oh my goodness it got deleted that's so sad a relic truly let's go try to find 
We need to find her. I'm sure someone just deleted it, which makes sense. Like, whoever was running it. Yeah. Also, whoever ran that freaking, please let me know. I'm so yeah. curious. I think I might know who it is. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Thanks. So I'll, I'll cut that. Check. I'll cut yeah. that. Don't even worry. Yeah. I will um. conceal um, the <laughs> owner's identity. Yes, we will conceal that. Don't worry. Um, and so then, I guess, um, there were different events. Like, I remember the beach bash and... Um, that's where, you know, people in our class, we met up, and it was, I think, August of 2020. So it was right It was before. August 27th, 2020. Wow. It was the day I met Parker, so. Yes. I remember seeing you there. I, that's, I don't remember about. meeting you there. That's okay, because there, there were many people to be met. And totally. It was, it was weird. It was almost like speed dating, but, like, with, with friends, friends, slash yeah. you already kind of know them. You, like, you know their name and then their Instagram, once again. No, but. when you, like, don't know their last name, but knew their handle... Right. That was me with Grace, Gracie Spacey. I was like, Gracie oh, Spacey. Love you, you Grace Clay. Shout and out. And you, their username pops up on their forehead. I'm like, it's really horrendous. giving Black Mirror. It's so scary. I'm like, I should know your name. Like that's weird. Yeah, and and I want to know how you talk, and I want to know your laugh and what makes you happy, and all the things that make you you. Yes. Yeah. Childhood stories. No, I, and it was so weird because at this point we had only been following them for like a few months, and yeah. it was weird meeting them. But then, like, all of our freshman year, when it got moved online, yep. you kind of, like, kept those connections mm-hmm. or made new ones and then just had people, like, all... You watch their story every day for, you like, a year. see what they're doing, but what they're choosing to post online totally. for a year. For a year, then you see them around campus. And cut then, to sophomore then year. you come to school and you enter a space where... I think entering a new school is already scary enough, but then entering a school where you already have this weird established aesthetic aesthetic brand aesthetic and brand but it's it's so shallow just because it's like one part of who you are just a tiny little section is your Instagram but that's how people know you and it's almost like you've been put into a box already and people have already decided if they're going to get along with you or not based off of something so shallow and feeling like wondering how am I perceived um and just wondering, like, how is that affecting how I'm making friends? How is that affecting how, um, like, the groups of people that I'm almost put into? What box have you put me in already before you have even had one conversation with me? Before you've met me, just based off of social media. And you've been watching me for a year. Totally. So Like, there's so much buildup that you have in your so head. All these associations. Up. So much buildup. Like, I remember your Instagram I before remember I met your you. Instagram. I remember, which it's, like, very accurate. At yeah. some level of, yeah. like, your aesthetic. I'm mm-hmm. like, it was very pink, early <laughs> 2000s. I remember your little slang use in right. your captions. Right. And I was very, like, pop culture. I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, so fun. But I don't get to know the depth of who you are, exactly. obviously. Exactly. And it's weird because it's like, like you said, it's like, it, this feels so, like, part of this feels redundant because like it's like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, social media isn't, like, your whole exactly. personality. But that's literally all we had when it came right. to our relationships when it was extended for a year over a year actually like it's that's weird a lot of buildup. <laughs> it's really weird it's really weird and then all you have are like the comments people make to you exactly which are obviously like i hope somewhat honest but it's like i right. don't know like or just having people come up to me like my freshman year was super hard mm-hmm for a lot of like personal family reasons Mm. but then like I'm on Instagram and I'm like at the beach and all these people are like you're thriving you're living your best Mm -hmm. life so literally they're like yes you're slaying Mm -hmm. like all this honestly that was was pre-slay it was it was (laughs) well actually there were two slay eras okay one was when we were in like eighth grade 
Yes. Remember? Yes. Then it oh, no. left. Uh-huh. Like scrunchies. It left and then came back. Yeah. Wow. That was so... A cultural moment, really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but this was pre-Slay Slay the Second, I Correct. suppose. So I guess people would comment, be like, oh my gosh. Like, I remember a specific friend just telling me about how bad her freshman year was mm-hmm. and she had to stay online. She went to a different school. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, you're just thriving, like just having the best time. And she wasn't even like, she didn't even ask, mm. like, how are you doing? It's very much just like an assumption based exactly. on your Instagram. And I'm like, you can literally make any day look amazing mm-hmm. on your Instagram. It does not take very much skill to do that. Exactly. Like, I could post a picture of us recording this right now. And it's like, oh my gosh, so fun. Journalist queen, mm-hmm. like blah, 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 all this mm-hmm. stuff. Journalism X PR collab. Jenna X Ellie. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> um, but then they aren't going to see like the six hours it's going to take me to edit this mm. late at night. Mm-hmm. And where I'm like staring at a wall and I'm like so stressed or I'm trying to figure out all these problems. Mm-hmm. Like they just see like the cute little like, oh, that that's like a fun little creative thing you're doing, mm-hmm. you know. And just like California is just so Instagrammable. It's so. I just like you simply post a picture of a palm tree. People are like, wow. You, you are happy. You yeah. are not sad. And then every day around like 5, 6 p.m., you go on Instagram and you see like 25 sunsets, which I don't blame them. And I love it. Totally. But it's the sunset portion of the day in SoCal. Can you tell me about, and you no, no need to name drop. Exactly. Um, But tell me about some of your first like friendship experiences. Yes. I In like the online sphere, like even before you met them. Yes. This is so interesting. And you can totally be like, I'm talking about James right now or something, (laughs) you know? Yeah, I think I'm, well, first of all, like, just very thankful for the friendships that I was able to make um, that year. And I think, um, you know, it's a beautiful thing and we were able to connect um, during a time that was, you know, difficult. I think also um, with that, though, there were moments where I felt very strange because I felt... I had this a couple of moments of realization when I was sitting there and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, these people that I am with are visually in the same like realm in terms of your social media presence. Yeah. Almost wondering, am I, was I reached out to because of that? And was I, um, yeah, like, would you it's hard to say because it's because it's obviously like oh like you could gauge oh I'll get along with this person most likely or not but um yeah there were moments where I was feeling just a little bit strange because it felt like the initial the initial connection point was something very superficial and um even if you would have gotten along anyway which I'm sure you would yeah and I I absolutely love that and I love those memories that I made but um once again kind of just almost spiraling like how am I perceived and um I want to get to know everyone you know and have an equal opportunity at getting to know everyone and make such a variety of different friendships and get to know a variety of different people I hope that this isn't limiting me or um making me seem exclusive in a way because I think that's something that our class went through a lot and I think still faces is just like clickiness um just because we're all comfortable in what we kind of first came into like totally. little groups of people what we entered school into so exactly um, and there wasn't a level of like all the freshmen come to this event together because right. like we were online you kind of had to like find people and stick with them exactly. if you wanted 
community because you can't have like you can't be friends with a huge number of people I feel like if it's all online exactly so I feel like we gave all of our energy to like a few connections around Mm -hmm. us and then we're like okay right that's kind of what I have and then going into sophomore year it was like these are my friends exactly but then so people say like your friends freshman year aren't going to be your friends all four years and I remember that hurting my feelings I was like no that's not true but I feel like it was even more true in our digital context because it was like you literally have met like one percent of the people at Biola through just even like the classes you have like Mm -hmm. because like you're not going to chapels together you're not going to events together that sort of thing. There were definitely like online event stuff. I just never went to any of it. So same, agreed. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so it's just it makes sense why we're so clicky because it was just a reaction mm-hmm. of not wanting to be lonely and yeah. to make friends. But then I think when we came sophomore year, it was very much like, oh, this is that group of people. This is mm-hmm. that group of people, which is such like a loss. Just because like our, you obviously should have the people you stick close with yes. because like at the end of the day you're going to come out of college with a couple of friends. Like, you're not going to... It doesn't really matter if you're friends with everyone, but you need to be engaging with people that are different than you, think differently than you. Um, and, like, there's also just, like, random people that you might meet in a class that's, like, becomes one of your best friends. But you're not... If you're not open to that because you just have, like, your little group of people, then you're going to miss out. Exactly. Because you know. I, I do. I feel like there's also something to be said about how... Um, some people were able to like live in a house together mm-hmm. near Biola versus um, being just at home alone. And there are also people out of state. So, you know, friends of mine that I have now that were, um, you know, in a completely different state, they weren't even able to drive an hour and go visit Biola totally. and meet people there. And so um, when there's, you know, a mix of some people who have had a whole year of living together totally. versus people who've just been at home. Um, and also I didn't come for the second portion of second semester I was still at home um, but some people for context some people were able to come and live on campus for a couple yeah. of months um, and that helped them form community there so then basically sophomore year you have some people who have been living in um, homes together some people who have just lived on campus for a couple months and then yeah. some who have only been home the entire year totally. um, obviously there are going to be you know clicks and yeah it sounds like levels of comfort Mm -hmm. yeah it sounds like there's just different levels of connection that have happened and so there's some people that are just naturally going to be closer but like I can't imagine being an out-of-state student and then coming into that and it feels like like freshman year it's like you're all on the same playing field you know that's like the thing that's comforting even though you feel awkward that you don't have anyone to eat with it's like no one else does either everyone else is like three friends like it's okay but then sophomore year junior year you're more established But then when you come in as a sophomore, even though you're technically a freshman because it's your first year on Mm -hmm. campus and you come in with like the level of comfort of a freshman or maybe for some people you have the level of comfort of like a senior. If you like I've found my people, I'm chilling, whatever. It's just weird because we weren't all on the same playing field Mm -hmm. and there weren't opportunities for us all to connect together because we didn't even have like orientation together. Exactly. So you're sophomores, you know, you already know what you're doing. Totally. Yeah. Maybe in terms of balancing college classes, but then maybe living away from home and yeah you know being on campus meeting new people in person yeah very weird and then the only connection you have is like instagram and then you see all these people that have these like nice looking friend groups and then you're like where do i fit in exactly all of this and how how will i fit in if everyone is already in an established group Mm -hmm. um and 
Yeah, especially for those out-of-state students or just students who were not able to be on campus. I think, you know, only watching everything happen online, you're going to get a lot of fear missing out and also just a lot of anxiety about entering into that space where, totally. you know, people are already already friends. Yeah. Um, I had a great group of friends my freshman year, but as someone who's more introverted, I have a really hard time with big groups like it just stresses me out and it's just not my favorite thing like the thought of going to social functions with like I'm fine with like a huge group of people or like a small group of people but having like 20 people I'm like it's a weird number it's a weird a weird thing and so I had the privilege of being able to move down my freshman year and then lived in a house with some girls and there were really great parts about it but then I just know for my personality type like, even having one roommate can be really overwhelming for me just because I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, even just worried, like, oh, I left out my straightener. Like, is she mad at me? Or, like, oh, I was loud when I was getting ready this morning. Like, it stresses me out. And freshman year, like, you do not have conflict management skills. And so then I'm living in a house with people, and we all don't have conflict management skills. <laughs> like, it's just there's a reason why you don't do that your freshman year for the most part because you just aren't mature enough and aren't ready. And so it was just weird transitioning from that. And then also then being an RA my sophomore year and then being like, wait, who are my friends? Like, there's all these people I don't know and I want to get to know other people. And then I only know some people from Instagram. And so it's like, oh, I think I'll be friends with them because I like their Instagram. But then I'm like, huh? Like, that's so weird. And then there was a weird level of like, I would have like random people come up to me and like, oh my gosh, like you're Jenna. And I was like, like I don't understand how I'm supposed to respond to this. <laughs> I was like, it's giving influencer, but I'm right. like, simply not one. So that it was, was me at you though, <laughs> Viola celebrity. <laughs> no, no, no. So it just was really strange because then I was like, wait, people are just like, they just see me as that. Like that's weird, and I don't want to be like unapproachable or like intimidating, mm-hmm. which I don't think I am. But like I don't want to be that way because. Jesus isn't that way, so I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not trying to roll any other way. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I love that. But it was weird just having people come to me and be like, oh my gosh, I love your Instagram. And I was like, I don't know how to respond. Right. Also, interesting comment. You're, I mean, and it's all well-intentioned. Like, no, super sweet. So but, kind. But you're like, oh, wow, okay. It just felt kind of strange. It was just weird because then I remember meeting certain people and I'd be introduced to them. And then I was like, I know you. Like, even though I don't know you, I've right. been following you for like Which is so, a year. So strange. And then now, okay, do you struggle with this? I have so many random people I still follow. And I like will go through. I unfollowed a few people like <laughs> a few days ago. Mm-hmm. And then they've like sent me birthday messages. And I'm like, oh, oh no. I'm so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> but just unfollowing people that I'm like, I genuinely like don't see you anymore. When, if I see you on campus and you don't wave to me, why do I follow you? So interesting, right? And not in a way of like, you should wave at me, like mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But it's like, I should, if I genuinely, if I see you and I don't talk to you or like want to have a conversation with you, why do I follow you on Instagram? Right. Like, why did I see what you ate for breakfast and yet we can't even make eye contact in the library? But I also struggle because... <laughs> Please, because that embodies it. Right, right. And I think it's also sad in a way because I remember being so excited to meet multiple people and being like oh my goodness like I want to be friends with you um and it's not like anything happened but just different schedules or just different lives but you know I don't even I can't say hi to them I it'd be awkward if I do which is weird totally and I think we were talking about this is um is 
you know, we've already been on campus for like over a year and we're like, okay, well, it'd be weird to just randomly start saying hi now if we've right. already like looked past each other. I feel like there was like a short year. window there was of a like very introducing yourself. Yeah. And if you missed it, it almost feels strange now, but I want to fight that. I want to be friends with all those people that I know what they ate for breakfast. I want to, I want to get to know you. No. I'm like, I'll yeah. like their photo dump. And then two hours later, see them in the cafeteria and, and I'm you, like in line to get fries and they're standing there and I'm like, <laughs> no, yes, exactly. How do you, what do you feel like is the way forward for our Instagram? Like what understanding do you feel like when we, when we look back at our history together right. of our class, like what do you think we should, we should do now? I think something that has helped me is to just fully and I think you know this might be easier for some just because I do love just starting conversation with people so extrovert very valid. she was an extrovert on the jubilee yes, video I was not lying although people thought I was but it's okay it's okay um yeah I think just addressing it if I see someone and I recognize them from a zoom like there have been many times where I'm like hey girl I'm pretty sure we had a zoom class together or did you take this online class? You know, I remember responding to your discussions, just flat out saying it. Totally. Or even, even like, I remember following you on Instagram in 2020. Um, you seem super sweet. Like there have mm-hmm. been many times, or just like complimenting someone, starting yes, a conversation. Totally. But my favorite thing is to just address it because they're probably thinking the same thing too. Um, and so to just kind of giggle about it and say, hey, I yeah, definitely I know who you are. I know your name. I know I, your mom's name. I know your I know your hometown. I know your cat's name. I stalked your dog's Instagram page. Um, Yeah, just address it and then have a conversation there. Yes. No, I love that. Yeah. Um, Moving off, moving off, (laughs) going off of that. Yeah. The unfollowing thing. Right. Very weird. Very strange. Very weird because there's some people, like we were talking about earlier, where it's not that deep. I just simply, like, I have not spoken to you since being at Biola. Why do I still follow you? Right. Like there feels, I think because our culture is so friendly mm-hmm. too, that it feels like mean to yeah. unfollow them. But it's like, but it I might s- just be, hey, I actually don't know you at all. And I don't think I've ever seen you. No, totally. So. But then also if someone unfollows me, I'm like, what did I do? Do you hate me? Right. So I think that's where it comes from. Right. Especially if then again, you're walking around campus and you see someone, you. Biola's too small. You're going to run so into small. them. And you, you know that they unfollowed you on Instagram. You're like, oh no, I think they might hate me. Oh yeah. Oh no, she hates me. But no, it's like. She's probably like, well, I don't know this girl. I'm just going to unfollow her. But yeah, yeah, it is a very weird culture. Yeah. And just like, how would you describe Biola's like image-based culture? Because I feel like that's another level. That is a whole... Like how our freshman year almost kind of like foreshadowed that. Yes. Yes, it's very aesthetic-based, which sounds so weird to say, but there is a weird high pressure and I think also just because of the size and the location you know everyone's beautiful and they're different literally everyone's attractive everyone is everyone's attractive I absolutely I'm like everyone's beautifully made I love no exactly but like conventionally right yeah and then the style as well you know there's this like thrifting culture and there's this you know I think there are a lot of creative majors here too which is so great um so there are people who are pursuing the music industry people who are pursuing um acting you know the film industry and um and then, yeah, it's it. there is this weird high pressure, I think, to have an established aesthetic and then also post all about it. And I think, yeah, it is very interesting to be in a little bubble where um, 
that is something that's highly prioritized and I think it can be so fun because I I find joy in that too I think it's so fun and even just capturing little moments throughout the day that are beautiful totally um, but yeah it does contribute to this pressure to be and look perfect at all times because um, you know you're gonna see people because you every know, time you leave your dorm because you know you could see people that have this idea of you or that you haven't met in person before and, and that was early on but I remember feeling this pressure oh my goodness I might meet like people that are my Instagram celebrity crushes by yeah. version you like know, your friend crushes stalking, right for a year and a half <laughs> I need to make sure that you know they can identify you and yeah. identify me and but then that's weird because then I'm kind of contributing to my own <laughs> weird box that I've been put into totally. that I don't like you're decorating your little box into. yeah I don't know I don't know no it's very strange because like you said there's like a positive level also of just yeah. like I kind of like that we don't just wear like sweats all the time and that like people like dress nice and like are friendly to people like I don't know yeah but then it's also weird that it's like it doesn't feel like there's space for you to like at least for me like have a bad day hmm. or anything like that because it's like what if I'm like obviously I shouldn't be rude to anyone but if I'm like having a bad day or like bad hair day you know or both heaven forbid <laughs> um <laughs> it feels whammy. really hard or like walking around campus and you just were on the phone and you're crying or something mm-hmm. like it just doesn't feel like there's space for that because it's so image-based it's of like so- I'm a good Christian girl or I'm a good blah 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 or like keeping up with your like I remember seeing you one day and you like weren't wearing pink and I was like oh she's just wearing neutrals and I'm like she's literally a free like a free person so to wear whatever she wants like it doesn't <laughs> matter although yeah I would be weirded out if I saw myself without pink I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah so it's just hmm. funny like like you said like the boxes we put ourselves in but then how or it doesn't even feel like we put them in we're just like oh we like these things and then people are like oh this is who you are and then you're like you feel pressured to like live up to their expectations yes when it's like the reality is like no one actually is gonna think that much of it I don't right think. and I'm, I'm thinking of a couple of things now because I think um it was this weird feeling of wanting to live up to people's expectations but hating that they had expectations of me I yeah. hated that there was a certain box I was supposed to fit into in their mind and yet I found myself needing to fit into it this is so strange it's totally just like wanting to be accepted like it all stems from that it all stems from wanting to be accepted um but I do remember hating that there was this preconceived idea of who I am and -hmm. I think this also reminds me of something else which is an entirely different conversation but kind of adds to this um I think just having like a very girly fun aesthetic unfortunately due to internalized misogyny and the demonization of femininity in Hollywood too um being ultra girly and wearing pink all the time can be and wearing seen, skirts and... right can be seen as like a lack of intelligence or even as a mean mm. girl right which is so crazy um because if you think about mean girls in the media you know they all dress very girly and so um I think I just love embracing that and being not embracing me not that part embracing embracing, my inner regina george (laughs) no embracing femininity is so fun to me and kind of reclaiming it and say hey i can have deep thoughts and do well in school and be intelligent and wear some pink sequins at the same time exactly it's giving elle woods thank you i forgot her (gasps) one 
Goodbye. Yeah. yeah. Literally Ellie Woods. I'm going to rebrand. Rebrand. I said, what? Like, it's hard? <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I think that also added to my anxiety of how am I being perceived? Because if I'm only seen as, you know, my style or whatever, then what are they thinking? You know, I am. Please have a conversation with me. I'm like, I, I adore you, actually. Yeah. Genuinely. No, I hadn't even like thought of like the ways that I guess are like aesthetics like people are just going to decide like your intelligence levels or like what you care about and what matters to yep. you when you're like this is literally the clothing I wear right like, I'm like I just want to wear also a little grandma sweater with the cat on it literally I want to wear some pink skirts and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that so I just looked up this quote because it reminded me of we're just kind of talking about now like living up to people's expectations you know in this image-based environment um which the thing is like at this point with social media everywhere is image-based and things were image-based before that but I think it's just more amplified now because people see what's going on outside of work outside of class outside of school like whatever um but now it's like they can kind of see it all the time as much as you want to share um but I love this quote I read it last year and I was like this is this is it once you've ruined your reputation you can live quite freely I'm obsessed isn't that great that's like, so freeing because it's just like once you and ruin your reputation obviously it doesn't have to be like you like go crazy and like in our reputation era yeah exactly <laughs> you d- you simply don't have to enter your reputation era exactly unless you want to um i'll support that exactly but once you just step out of the box you feel like people have put you in and are like oh i actually like even you if it's like oh i just want to wear neutrals today or something even though it's small and you're gonna probably get a bunch of comments about it it's like okay whatever (laughs) i'm just gonna like do this and once you start stepping out of your box people just kind of accept that they're not going to be able to pin you down as one thing right but that's very hard because i think there's a level of comfort and ease of staying in your box Mm -hmm. and just being like okay this is who i am right this is this is just me yeah and i think and i want to ask you too how do you feel like you've done with ruining that reputation or um you know stepping out of that but I think um for me personally it's been great just getting to know people as people and not looking online first I think it's been so refreshing to just make new friends in classes and strike up conversations you know across campus and um learn about what people learn about like what makes them laugh and talk to me about what makes me laugh and just have a conversation and get to know each other's personalities and passions um without having this idea of who they are before we meet them yeah how do you feel like you've done with exiting that weird instagram image based culture of meeting people yeah i feel like it's definitely what you've talked about like avoiding social media to prevent yourself from having preconceived notions I feel like is really important because like I'm thinking of like my yearbook staff like I probably will goodbye I probably wouldn't have met a lot of them um, because some of them are art majors CMA majors the journalism majors I know but um, I probably wouldn't have met them but I don't think I have I think I have like two of them on Instagram and one of them like didn't even like have a profile picture I was like oh what the like I was so surprised but then I was like this is so like she's so fun and creative and cool so I just assumed like her Instagram would look this certain way and then Mm -hmm. I was like it's not who you are like refreshing it it simply doesn't exist and I just feel like I have to remind myself 
even when you're in an environment that's upholding like the like Instagram and just like image based things that it's like quite literally it doesn't matter because it's not going to heaven with me Mm -hmm. like my Instagram feed is not going to outlast me like it doesn't matter like how cool my life looks it's about like how I care for people and make them feel and that's what makes you unique not like having cool pictures or whatever beautiful and so I think that took a lot of time because I think for part of last year I liked when I had people come up to me and were like, oh my gosh, I love your Instagram. And I'd be like, oh, Mm. thanks, like whatever, like acting like I didn't care. (laughs) And that just also comes from a place of hurt of just wanting people Mm -hmm. to like me. So it makes sense why it feels nice when people are like, I do, you're cool. And you're like, okay, thanks. But then I feel like that kind of went away at one point. And then I was like, do people like, do people not like me? Like, oh, I don't know, like this is weird. And then I deleted Instagram this summer for like three months, Instagram and TikTok Wow. I know. So brave of me. So brave. So I worked at um, a summer camp this summer, and then I deleted social media. I didn't bring any makeup or hair styling tools, and I, I was really stripped down over wow. the summer. Wow. That's wonderful, though. Yeah. I did feel pretty ugly most of the time, but it, was, it took time for me mm. to get used to just, like, my natural appearance and just realized that as just weeks went on I was just like this really doesn't even matter like what I look like doesn't even matter because I feel like we take the step of like image-based Instagram but I feel like the first thing is like your exterior appearance appearance yeah and that like I was just I remember listening to a podcast the what we said podcast Mm -hmm. love them and they were talking about how you've literally never influenced someone based on how you look Hmm. like in a positive way like you've never enriched someone's life by like having a good hair day or whatever. Like you can think of all of your friends. Wow. And you can think like they're so beautiful, but it's like like when I look at you, I'm like every simply every time I see Ellie, her hair looks perfect. It is so <laughs> shiny, such nice length, such nice thickness. I'm like, it looks wonderful. Every time it looks it looks great. Oh my goodness, you're the but Yeah, yeah, I know. So <laughs> truly. I'm like facts, facts. But when I'm hanging out with Ellie, that is not what is fun about hanging out with her. It's about the questions she asked me, about what we laugh about together the connection we share like it literally does not add to the conversation at all or our relationship at Mm -hmm. all like it doesn't do anything and so I think putting that or just keeping that in my perspective especially then taking the next step of like Instagram too it's like this just doesn't add to my quality of life or my or my um let me restart that it just like other people's appearance just doesn't add to my life like they are beautiful because of like we always talk about like it matters what's on the inside like duh but it's like actually though like it actually doesn't matter but it's so hard when you live in California Mm. and we like our whole not our whole life obviously but a lot of our life is online which is all showing what our life looks like like it it very it becomes very shallow like you're talking about Mm -hmm. so I feel like taking time away from Instagram is really important just to remind yourself because as weeks went on I was like I simply don't I don't want to look at what anyone else is doing Hmm. like I just don't care and I think once you stop posting on Instagram for a period of time then you don't really need to check it because the only reason you want to check it is like see people texting you or if they're messaging you right or if they're liking your picture or commenting or whatever but once you're not posting and you're like and you watch like one person's story and you're like 
You're like, yeah, I'm good. Right? You're just like, I'm good. And then yeah. you get off there. And you're yeah, like, okay. I love it. Like, I loved seeing, I loved not seeing what people were doing this mm. summer. And then I could ask people. I was like, yeah. oh, what'd you do? And then they could be like, oh, I did this. And I'd be like, cool. Wow. And you're like, cool. I actually just found that out instead of asking, even though I already, already knew saw and saw every single day that you had. The perfect side of it. Um, yeah. And something that you were saying, just to bring it back to the whole appearance thing, I think, um, you know, we need to give ourselves grace too, because it's so hard. It's so hard not to get caught up in that. But then yeah. something that's helped me is thinking about the people I love. And when you think about someone, you know, when you think about someone special in your life and who they are to you, you're not going to think, oh, you know, this hairstyle or like this, the way they look or, you know, this tiny thing. And then, for example, like a pimple, like you're, you're freaking out about a pimple. You're like, okay, yeah. well, when the people who love me think about me, they're not going to think about that little pimple. That's not who you are. It's yeah. the, f- it's, it's the way that like the memories that you have together, your experiences that you had together, the way that you can grow with one another and what you laugh about and what you get to talk about totally, and how they love the Lord and how like you can grow in that way together. And I think that's what you think of. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. that's what we need to really be focusing on and remember that, um, yeah, that's our, that's our legacy. Yes. hundred percent. Yeah. There's a scripture that I'm reminded of, so I'm going to pull it up. Let me find it. So a scripture that I spent a lot of this summer meditating on is Isaiah 53. So this is a prophecy about Jesus and who he was going to be. And um, so this is verses two through three. He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we would desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces. He was despised and we held him in low esteem. The fact that like that God himself in human form was not this like mega attractive person. I feel like that's surprising. Like I would imagine Jesus to be like, he has like really good hair, you know, mm-hmm. like I feel like his skin would be really good. And I think he would just be like really alluring because he's like, literally god God. like you would think because you think of like greek gods or something like they like are all gorgeous like Mm -hmm. in all the mythology and stuff like that so it's strange that and he's not saying here that jesus is like ugly Mm -hmm. but he's saying he had no beauty or majesty Mm -hmm. to attract us to him like he wasn't just like like in a group of or him and his disciples he wouldn't be distinguishable which i'm like wow isn't that so weird like thinking about that but then when we're having conversations about um just living in specifically our image-based context at Biola, where it feels a little more heightened just because we know everyone around us. So it's this weird, like, I see you on Instagram over the weekend, then I see you in class, like, what? But just in general, our image-based world, it's just really helpful to keep in mind. Like, Jesus would not have, like, if he was born today, he would not be looking, like, a certain way. Right. Or, Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. He wouldn't be anything flashy. He wouldn't be, like, this trendy, like, indie boy. Like, you know what I mean? Which is so funny to think about. Like, just very, like, ordinary. Yeah. Which just shows that God's obviously reflected in our beauty and the way that he uniquely made all of us. But that's not, like, where our... When we bear the image of God, that's not wholly where it is. Like, it is inside of us and in our hearts. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I'm like, if it's good enough for Jesus, just be an average-looking Joe... I love that. I don't need to, like, put on this face or try to be this, like, kind of person when it's, like, 
if it was good enough for him, it's good enough for me. Hmm. You know? I love that. What are your thoughts that come up when hearing that? Oh, my goodness. I love all of those thoughts. Everything that you said, I just want to echo, genuinely. Um, but, yeah, I think it's just remembering, you know, and everyone says, oh, everyone's beautiful. You know, the Lord made you so wonderfully and um, he made you so beautiful. Um, and that's so true. But it's also like that beauty is like in your heart, too. You know, it's we use that many times in the context of talking about physical beauty um, and especially as like young women. You know, that's something that, um, you know, is on our mind many times. But I think uh, just remembering like that that beauty is in who you are and how he's uniquely made your heart and your passions and your mind and the way you think and the things that interest you. And so, yeah. Yes. I love the turn this podcast is I know, taken. right? Right. We were starting we're off. hitting all of the... Yes. No, but it's all related. It because, is. Because like at, the heart, at really the heart is. of the... I call our freshman year like the Instagram year. Yeah, seriously. Kind of. But like at the, the heart of that, year. it's just us wanting to be loved and accepted and us putting out this image that we hope, like, I hope people like me for this, but we're free in Jesus that it's like we don't have to have this like perfect image because we're already beautiful and accepted the way we are. It's And it's so freeing too because I remember the reason why I knew people were putting me into a box was because I was subconsciously putting them into a box Hmm. and I hated it um but I couldn't help it and that's how I knew that they were doing the same thing to me is because I was accidentally doing the same thing to them um just because when you see someone online you know you'll make assumptions especially if it's been prolonged for that long totally Um, and so I think that's also freeing not only for our own self-image but for just being able to enter spaces and get to know people for who they are um and see them as um god's beautiful creation and um free ourselves from putting them into boxes and 100 percent, yeah because we only judge people with like what we're insecure about exactly and we look at like if you're i'm trying to think of an example if you're insecure about something you'll like look for that more in other people to compare yourself and so it makes sense that that's how you know that you're putting people in boxes because you're like wait i'm doing that too and then Mm -hmm. once you let go of that you're like oh People can are just like nuanced and complex. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, people are so complex. And also and I love it. Even when you're having conversations with people and you're close to them, you're only getting like a part of who they are too. So it's like the part that you get online is like so so small. It like tiny. It's so minuscule. Exactly. And yet there was so much pressure on it. Yeah. So much pressure on it. And understandably so, once again, grace for ourselves because that's totally. all we saw. That's and honestly, if you're trying to stay safe at home, that's all you really like can do. You know, you're just totally. on your computer, you're watching YouTube, you're watching, yeah. you know, you're on Instagram, you're seeing who you're gonna meet, and that's all you see. And you want to put the best version of yourself out there. Yep. Just like before Instagram, people did that when they were at college. You know. Yeah. I'm sure Biola had a level of a similar image-based culture because that's just in religious spaces too, mm-hmm. of being like, I'm happy, things are good. I am perfect. <laughs> I am so happy. Everything's going well. Like, even here when you walk past people, it's like, how are you? I'm good. I'm not good. <laughs> I was um, talking to a friend, and she asked how I was doing, and I said, like a newer friend, she was like, how are you? I was like, uh, feeling anxious and depleted. Mm. And she was like, oh. <laughs> I was oh. like, you like, you know, and not a, I think it's just a surprise because you're so used to people being like, I'm doing so good. How are you? You know, mm-hmm. and I'm just not rocking with that. I'm like, no. I love that. That's that's refreshing and also comforting because we're all thinking it. We're all feeling the same way. Mm-hmm. I have a little I want to bring up a, like a little story. I remember 
this was last year. I remember running into you in the library and you were teary eyed and you were talking about how you just finished your business statistics homework and it was so frustrating. And I was also leaving the library quiet room having just bawled my eyes out because of how hard it was to study all day. And it was just this sweet moment where we're like, we live here. Like we're experiencing full ranges of emotions all day. And isn't that so crazy that like I met you on Instagram, right? In 2020. So funny. When, you know, we're all posting these crazy best versions of ourselves and um, having watched your stories for a year and a half. And then I get to just share like that raw, real moment with you in the library because we literally live here now. And yeah, I don't know. It's just it's something where also like being honest and talking with people and having those conversations. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you're not going to find connection if you just are like, I'm good, I'm good. Exactly. But if you're honest, then you open, you create a space for other people to be like, same, like yeah. I just failed this test. You can be like, yeah, that sucks. Instead mm-hmm. of just being like, oh, that must be hard. I'm sorry. You know, you yeah. can be there with them in it. Thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you next week. Yay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, wait, I didn't stop it. Cool. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Did I Talk Too Much? If you enjoyed this week's episode, we would love to hear from you. You can leave a rating and a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening from. To make sure you don't miss an episode every other week, be sure to subscribe. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram as well to get the latest updates on upcoming events, new blogs, and question boxes where you have the chance to have your questions answered on the podcast. Our Instagram is at grit at Biola. Our blog is linked in our Instagram bio where you can hear from our staff writers and read more about our mission. Thanks again for tuning in. The views expressed in this podcast may not necessarily represent the beliefs of Biola University or the GRIT Editorial Board. All content is designed to inspire and challenge GRIT listeners to explore their gifting, foster resilience, gain insight, and develop tenacity. 